Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. This week is the first week of our At The Movie series for this year, uh, in which we use scenes from popular movies as tools to better understand our faith and our lives. Now, on March 23rd, 2023, at 6.58 p.m., my life changed forever. On that day, my wife gave birth to our beautiful baby girl, Amelia Loretta Smariello. Oh, come on, y'all could do better. That's a cute baby. That's, that's a great-looking baby, if I do say so myself. So that means that I've been a father for exactly two months and 27 days, which obviously makes me an expert, and that's why I'm talking to you today. <laughs> However, before my wife and I decided to start to try growing our family, you know, get that old fruit, be fruitful and multiply commandment working in our household, we had a lot to talk about because we recognized the great responsibility of parenthood. And one thing about me is that I'm a chronic overthinker. So firstly, we wanted to make sure that we were financially ready for it, as well as being emotionally and psychologically ready for it. And when we were considering parenthood, I thought about the things I wanted to teach our children. What parts of us would we want to instill in them? What parts of us do we not want them to carry on? We thought of our traditions, our religions, our principles. Or in other words, we were concerned with having a legacy worth leaving. So I started to take inventory of my life and started to really think about how I act and interact with the world around me. What do my actions say about the type of person that I am? What will my example be to my children? What would be one principle I want passed down to my children? Questions like these continue to run through my mind, especially during the latter half of Mallory's pregnancy. And when we think about our legacy, we often think about the grand things that we've done, or perhaps we even think about the stuff that we'll leave behind. Now, I don't have a ton of physical things to leave behind to my children, except for some action books and comic, action figures and comic books, you know, because I'm a nerd, and that's okay. But what I do have to leave behind are my principles, characteristics, and traditions. Now, sometimes in our lives, we don't necessarily focus on these things as much as we should. And we also don't focus on what exactly we're passing down to our children. But why does it matter? Why is it so important that we act according to how we want to live out our lives as Christians or how we say we should live out our lives as Christians? And I think that this scene from the movie Jaws serves as a great example.
See, our children mirror us. And so we must be mindful of, how we, of who we are and how we act. And in the same way, the future generations of believers will mirror us, just as we have mirrored those that have come before us. In 2 Timothy, the author is passing the baton to the next generation of believers. And as his life is ending, he's recognizing the importance of his spiritual legacy and wants Timothy to continue the work that he started. It says in 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge is, who is to judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound teaching, but having their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, be sober in everything, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation and the time has come for my departure to come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me a, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. Now, you see, we wouldn't be here in this church if it was not for the work that has come before us. We wouldn't be here if not for those in the church that invested in us as children, as youth, as adults. And there have been a lot of changes that have happened between then and now, and there will be even more changes from now into the future. But we have a responsibility to make sure that we're setting up the future generations of this church for success. And how, we, how do we do that? How do we make sure that they're set up for success? I believe that it's by building our lives and our church on the greatest commandment that's given to us by Jesus. Mark 12, 30 and 31 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This means that we must love God with all of our being, every aspect of ourselves, and we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And love is not just about the fuzzy and warm feeling that we have for each other. No, love is a verb. Love is action. Love is the care of the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being of a person. And this is not something that should be taken lightly, nor is it something that can just be swept to the side. No, God is calling us to action. We must stand against the injustices that we see in this world and stand up for what is right, no matter how unpopular it might be. Because I don't have to be concerned with what others think about me when my convictions say that I must love God with all of my being. I don't have to be concerned with what others think about me when my convictions say that I must love my neighbor as myself. Because in order to truly love God, I must love God's people. I must see the value in someone else, not because of their occupation, religious, or political beliefs, not because of their lifestyle, or because of their choices, or even their mistakes. No, I must see the humanity in that person because they are also created in the image of God, and they are loved by God unconditionally. Therefore, I'm called to love in the same way. This is how we start to create a legacy worth leaving in this world. 
And I hear you ask, why does it matter? Why is it important to think about our legacy? Why is it important to purposely instill these principles into our children, into our spiritual children, into the future of the church? Because lives are on the line. To continue to use the movie Jaws as an example, there's a scene in which Sheriff Brody is talking to Mayor Vaughn, the mayor of Amity Island. Brody tells the mayor that there is a great risk in keeping the beaches open and that they must close the beaches down because of the shark attacks. Mayor Vaughn pushes back and says they need to keep the beaches open. It's 4th of July weekend. It's, a, it's an important weekend. People want to be comfortable, have fun, spend some time in the sun, and they don't want to think about the imminent danger in the water. The mayor's more concerned about keeping the status quo instead of recognizing the danger that lurks in the water. And Sheriff Brody says, you know what? I tried. I talked to the mayor. I did what I could. Brody decides to stand to the side and the beaches stay open. Now, if you've seen the movie a few moments later, while everyone's having a nice day at the beach, everybody's having fun, a young boy is killed by the shark. Now, you see, both of these men were wrong. The mayor was more concerned about keeping those that put him in power happy. He was more concerned with keeping the status quo rather than the safety of the people. And Sheriff Brody succumbed to peer pressure and said, I'm not going to make a big stink because it will upset too many people and it will make my own life difficult. They were more concerned with the reactions of those around them instead of focusing on doing what was right. We have to be willing to close the beaches. We have to be better than Sheriff Brody and Mayor Vaughn. We have to be better than those that came before us who said that a comfortable life was more important than living into the fullness of God. We have to be better than those who twist scripture to justify their actions. We have to be the ones who look upon the injustices in this world and say no. We have to act out the love of God here on earth. And we have to be the ones to stand out in front and be the change. And again, I hear you ask, why is this so important? Because there's blood in the water, folks. There are people on the outskirts of society who are dying. There are people on the outskirts of, this, of the church who are dying. And we need to do something radically different. People are starving. People don't have access to clean water. People don't have housing. People are being underpaid and overworked. Poverty has ran, run rampant throughout this world with greed feeding off those who are hungry. Our world is a broken place. And it's up to us to mirror Jesus, to mirror our Father God. And love as radically as Jesus did. And love as unconditionally as God does. Because we're called to be the light of this world. We're called to be the difference makers. We're called to be the ones to say to the oppressed, I see you. I see your struggle. And I'm here for you. And I'm fighting for you. And I'm willing to be uncomfortable because that's what God calls me to do. And we're going to fall short. We're going to mess up. There's going to be times where we could have loved a little harder or done a lot better. But if we continue to keep our focus on loving God and loving people, then we will be able to make sure that our actions are matching our words. We'll be, make, we'll, we'll be able to make sure that we bring heaven to earth in all that we do. And we'll be able to make sure that our children and our spiritual children have an example of what it means to follow Jesus here on this earth. Because so often when we hear the word legacy, we think about how I will be remembered here on this earth. We think about how will people remember me? How will history remember me? And we should be less concerned with being on the right side of the kingdoms of the world, this world and more concerned about being on the right side of the kingdom of God. Let's pray. 
Lord, in this moment, we come to you. Show us the opportunities in our community, in our families, in our works, in which we can love like you love, in which we can act out that love in this world so that we could be the light, we could be that city on the hill that you call us to be. Lord, I pray that you show us the opportunities around us and you don't let us turn a blind eye to the suffering happening. And I pray that you guide us. You show us where we can make that impact in this world. You show us how we could be vessels for your love, how we can do great things in your name so that we can make sure your kingdom comes. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.